are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Today, I wanted to break down two separate concepts of yoga class styles that you tend to hear a little bit more commonly than any other disciplines or lineages of a yoga asana practice. And that is Hatha yoga and Vinyasa yoga, sometimes known as flow or even power yoga, although those are technically different nowadays we kind of see those combined all into one so i'll sort of separate it out and then bring it back together as i explain the differences now when we think of hatha yoga spelled h-a-t-h-a but pronounced like hot at the beginning of the word it actually means force in sanskrit but if you separate the word ha, H-A, that means sun in Sanskrit, and tha, T-H-A, means moon. So either way, you can have that opposition or that polarization of the sun and the moon when you're thinking about hatha-style yoga, or you can even think about the forcefulness of it, although now we really think of hatha yoga as being much more of a gentle practice. Although it can be difficult Um, It's just a slower dynamic in comparison to a flow or vinyasa class. Now, when we think of a hatha yoga class, typically we think of that being better for beginners or those who are new to yoga or who are focusing more on alignment, that sort of thing. But in truth, all asana practice, all of the physical postures can technically be categorized under hatha yoga if you want to get technical about it. Um, However, again, since we now kind of put it in its own place, it's no longer seen that way. Now, typically, you do not see a class on a schedule that's going to point out that as a Hatha-style class. Um, Now, some studios might say that they're a Hatha-style studio, but um, usually the class will have some other idea or premise around it. If it does categorize itself as Hatha Yoga, it could technically mean a lot of different things. So you would want to dig a little bit deeper into it just to wrap your mind around what it means for that studio. However, with that said, in general, we think of a Hatha practice as one being about combining the mind and body connection because usually that practice is focused or combined with deep breathing, focusing on pranayama, and preparing the body for meditation or possibly including meditation within that one class or that practice. So I like to tell my students because I consider myself to be a hatha vinyasa infused yoga teacher for the majority of the styles that I teach. And what I mean by that um, specifically is I like my classes to have spouts throughout the practice where we hold yoga poses for several breaths. 
And then I love to have like a part of the class that has more of a flow. So where we're moving the body, like a moving meditation. So maybe inhaling our body into one posture, exhaling our body into another. Whereas with a Hatha style, we may be in warrior two for several breaths, or we may be in some sort of um, a posture where we're requiring ourselves to really focus on pranayama while holding the posture. I really enjoy that practice, engaging the muscles, engaging um, the mindset, really fo forcing yourself to be I think conscious of that moment, conscious of the intricacies of the body, so you can have your class or your student that you're working with really adjust their body in that one pose over several breaths. So we can go into that posture, maybe focusing on you know, uh, our core, and then we could bring it into heart center. We could even go through the um, chakra system. So it's a really fun way to teach a class as well as to practice. And it's mindful within itself. It's almost like the stillness. Now with that said, as we transition into the idea of a vinyasa class, I like to think of vinyasa as being that moving meditation. It can absolutely feel like a cardio workout. It's very popular. Um, power yoga, which a lot of people think of kind of like quote unquote gym yoga, is one of the most popular styles with vinyasa yoga really following suit. Now traditionally, vinyasa yoga was always thought of as being like ashtanga or a set sequence type, very structured, um, possibly more of a rigid practice, a very yang practice. But over time, the idea of vinyasa no longer just applies to ashtanga. I know that I've spent um, time as an ashtanga practitioner. One of my favorite disciplines, I love the idea of, you know, um, just having that concentration, that, um, a po that posture alignment, that feeling of really trying to understand the body and lining that understanding up with the practice. Um, but it is, it's extremely structured and not always generous to the body if you have something going on within you that you need to adjust throughout your practice. So now we really see vinyasa practice as being just a moving flow. So it's no longer just associated with Ashtanga or a disciplined um, practice of that nature. It can be that, but it can also be um, whatever the yoga teacher is sequencing for that class. It can have peak poses, it can change, it can have variations, it can do all of that. But one thing is for sure, it is probably going to have um, a, a very, a quicker pace. It's not going to allow for a lot of adjustment or taking time to make corrections as you're really focusing on moving the body with every single breath. So there's typically not a lot of space for pause. And the beauty of that is indeed that you are literally moving quickly through the present. Um, you are 
challenged, I guess is the best way to put that, to really um, allow yourself to not, I think, really get caught up on, oh gosh, okay, what was that? Wow, am I balancing on one foot now? Oh gosh, okay, now I'm doing this next thing. You don't have a lot of time to do that. You're really literally moving through, going through the motions, moving through the flow. Now the downside is the same as the upside. It's that you're moving and you may not have the opportunity to wonder were you in warrior two correctly. Um, you may not have the opportunity to make those subtle adjustments of the body, aligning the body in the way that it really needs to be aligned. Um, you can also be more susceptible to injury. Think about the idea of doing several chaturangas throughout one practice, but not necessarily um, staying focused on lining your elbows up or um, pressing the palms of your hands and really engaging hastabandha or really um, focusing on engaging the core or engaging other bandhas in the body. So you may literally just be moving and although over time you may be able to start to catch on to those little adjustments that will ultimately need to be made in order to create the health that your body is looking for in the practice, but also to prevent injury, to be proactive about actually learning something, um, you could end up creating repetition in a way that is lending itself to error. So if you keep doing the, the pose wrong, um, chaturanga wrong, for instance, then you're going to memorize that way of doing it. And unless you have a teacher that's able to take some time with you before or after class or make a quick suggestion that um, resonates with you or you're able to have a private session, then it can be really difficult, I think, to have a sustainable practice that is mindful in a vinyasa flow unless you have the experience to take into that practice. With that said, vinyasa being one of the more popular practices, I think because it is fast moving, um, it lends itself to other disciplines that people are used to practicing. It takes them a little bit out of the idea that yoga is this very slow and introspective um, practice that you can feel very powerful and you can feel like you're utilizing strength and um, all of that cardio all that fun stuff through that flow it tends to attract people who are weightlifters or athletes or runners and different things to the practice because it feels more of the same right um, so my only advice is to think of vinyasa yoga as being more intermediate um, regardless of what the sequencing is. You may actually be doing very basic postures, but if you're moving quickly through them, then it makes it an intermediate practice from a beginner's practice, for instance. I do love both practices. I love infusing them because you're getting the best of both worlds. I also love classes that build up to the actual flow. So you're going to do several rounds of the sequence or um, 
you're going to keep building on to the sequence over the duration of the class. So maybe you're starting off really slow, starting off with some pranayama, some mindfulness, some warm-ups, that sort of thing. And then you maybe um, start off taking time, taking several breaths to go through the postures. So for instance, if you're doing sun salutations as the warm-up, you're doing them in a slower way, you're taking several breaths, and then the th by the third set of sun salutations, you're moving with one breath, one inhalation, one exhalation into a vinyasa flow. However, at that point, you've now corrected any alignment issues that you may be having in that day's practice. Another thing to consider is every practice is different. One day your hips may be very open and very flexible. You may be really concentrated and balanced mentally and everything is just kind of lining itself up in your practice. The next day you may not feel that way. You may feel different in the body. You, you may have something that is um, you know, out of alignment and you could literally be doing the exact same sequence from the day before but have a different outcome you need to be able to have that intelligence within your own self to allow yourself to do what is going to be more most organic for the body if mentally you're just not in the mood to do vinyasa flow as you were yesterday that's okay it's a practice yoga is all about the breath all about that mind-body connection possibly the mind-body-spirit connection even it is not just a physical practice it should never be thought of that way even though you're doing things that are physical it shouldn't be um, your only form of physical discipline you should definitely have other disciplines that are in your repertoire, whether that's walking or swimming or biking or weightlifting, all of that so that when you come to yoga, you're able to come to yoga from a place of wanting to have that meditative practice, wanting to do something that's deeper within not just the physical practice and I think that that is the challenge in Western yoga is that we sometimes want yoga to meet us every single practice with what we want it to be for us and instead we need to allow ourselves to naturally find our place with our own connection within self that is the best way that yoga can really benefit your life. That's when it really starts to make huge changes and improvements in your world. So essentially, the main differences between hatha yoga and vinyasa yoga is just how fast you are moving with the breath. If you are making a, a physical movement with every inhalation and every exhalation, that can be considered a vinyasa flow. If you are in a static pose, but taking several breaths, that can be considered hatha yoga with some distinctions and some variations in between. So I hope that gives you a little bit of an idea when you see 
the word flow, vinyasa, power, that those are all kind of from the same school of thought, that you're going to be in a meditative movement, that you're going to be breathing with every single movement, that you're going to be at a faster pace in most cases. Um, I have been to some very beautiful, slower pace vinyasa full classes but you're still i like to call it like dancing on your yoga mat when you are moving the body with intention it almost can have this beautiful tai chi type of um effect when you have a slow vinyasa flow it, it can be so just um passionate i guess is the best way to put it and then when you're in a hatha yoga class, you have this feeling of the statuesque feeling. It's a very strong, um, mentally challenging uh, feeling. And that's why I do not like to just think of it as a, a yoga for beginners practice or style. It's where beginners maybe should begin on some level with some respect. Um, just to kind of dial in the effects of the yoga postures and the understanding of breath, of course. But it can most definitely be challenging. I mean, try balancing on one leg for a round of several breaths, okay? That can be just as challenging as moving, you know, between four different yoga postures with four different inhalations and exhalations. So, it is all relative when it comes to what's considered to be quote-unquote the more stringent or harder practice they just serve different uh, purposes for your daily practice and i highly recommend that you are open to challenging yourself to do all of it that you do not become just a vinyasa yoga junkie. I know for me, I definitely have been addicted to Ashtanga yoga and had a really hard time um, balancing that practice with something like restorative or yin yoga because I loved it. I needed that in my life. And if you followed me during the moon series, I talked a little bit about the yin and the yang energy. And when you think of that energy, you can really think about the idea that there are times in your life where you need more yang energy or more yin energy. And rather that's yoga or some other practice, if you have, if you're in a time in your life where you have a lot going on, your career is really full of action and you're on the go or you know you just had a baby or something in your life is just very young very action oriented taking a lot of the glucose out of your brain um, just from thinking right then you may need more yin energy in your practice um, rather that's yoga doing something more restorative doing something slower paced maybe just a shorter duration or meditation only or pratyama practice or you're just going on long walks um, whatever that may be you need just that nice relaxing yin energy to complement your young life now if you're in a yin part of your life where you know you are in your flow at work or in school or whatever your day-to-day -day activities are they're very predictable and relaxed and maybe even on some level a little boring you're kind of getting a little um, 
anxious and you want to do something creative or you want that juice to start flowing, then yes, incorporate some yang energy into your life that, you know, power yoga, vinyasa flow, you know, um, sprinting and swimming laps and just, you know, hiking, things like that to really, well, hiking, I guess, could be yin or yang, depending on the hike. But just incorporating that energy into your world, remembering that hatha, that sun and moon idea is you want to always have that balance in your life. So if you are a high power attorney or an ER surgeon or something along those lines, taking up Ashtanga yoga is probably going to feel very natural for you. You're going to want that super, you know, structured vinyasa flow and you're going to learn the sequences and you're going to know everything and it's going to be very um, similar to what you're used to in your life. But truth be told, to balance out the energies in your body, you really actually need quite the opposite. So it's kind of funny, we learned this in Ayurveda in the past episode on this podcast that we are we tend to be attracted to the thing we actually need less of in our life. So if you find yourself really wanting salt, you might actually need something sweet, right? So we tend to kind of want the thing or want be attracted to the thing that is keeping us out of balance and we need to think about that and go, okay, I really, really, really want to keep going to hot yoga. I love hot yoga. I only want to do hot yoga. I love it, love it, love it. Well, that is calling you to do something to balance that out. So one day hot yoga, one day regular yoga, right? So I think that's the challenge when we introduce that mind-body-spirit connection, creating balance within ourselves is to constantly be gauging that and to try to find honesty in what works best for us. So I hope you have a little bit more of an idea between the different types of yoga styles or the couple of most popular yoga style types that we hear about in today's yoga classes. And um, there are plenty more that we will talk about in the future, but for now, Go out there and check out a vinyasa class, check out a hatha class, and maybe you'll take my class where I infuse them together. Thank you for listening. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.